With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, friends. Uh, uh, Aqueduct Plumbing Company, Billy and Mary, they'll take care of you. All your plumbing needs in the Houston area, 281-488-6238, 281-488-6238, or aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They will get you taken care of. They're awesome. So anything you need for your plumbing needs, water heaters, tankless water heaters, repipes, all that, give them a call, 281-488-6238 or aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They're at your disposal. So uh, I've been seeing stories about the Auburn coaching job. As you know, I'm an SEC guy. I'm thoroughly enjoying watching Jimbo Fisher uh, just get eviscerated at Texas A&M. It's beautiful. I love it. The A&M people are very bizarre to me. So I love watching it. They were very arrogant. They swung their dicks around all offseason about their recruiting class. Now they're going to go 4-8, and eight and it's fucking fantastic. You know the song Unanswered Prayers by Garth Brooks, right? When you, you know, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Imagine you're someone over at LSU like me. I don't know why I just sounded like Shaggy. Like me. But imagine you're somebody like me who wanted Jimbo Fisher to coach LSU and was just really distraught when he didn't and decided to stay at A&M. And then you see Brian Kelly come in and go to the SEC championship in year one with a depleted LSU roster, mind you, a roster filled with transfers. And uh, and just guys that, you know, I mean, weren't there. I mean, they didn't have a good class. I mean, they were left bare. The cupboard was bare. The way uh, O left it. And then you've got number one recruiting class at uh, at uh, A&M for Jimbo. And they suck, and it's awesome. Now, I get that those aren't the guys playing. I get all that. But still, it's a fucking thing of beauty watching Jimbo just get crushed, wearing his gas station sweatshirts and truck stop hats. And it's just fucking amazing. <laughs> well, Brian Kelly's taking the boys to Atlanta. But anyway, speaking of that, I was watching the college football playoff show last night. And Reese Davis was damn near indignant about LSU not making the the playoff. Now, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. Most people don't. But LSU, if they go in as a 16-point underdog to Georgia and win the SEC and finish the season 11-2, and they should be in the championship. They should have the opportunity to play in the college football playoff. But this Reese Davis, and I saw Matt Moscona posting about this a little while ago, this Reese Davis was so indignant about Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee beat the hell out of LSU. Great. They also lost to Georgia. In theory, LSU is going to beat that Georgia team, and that Georgia team is going to be the number one fucking team in the country when they beat them. If they do, they're not going to. But if they do, and they're 11-2, and two, you can't take an 11-2 and two champion of the SEC that would have beaten, what, three teams that were in the top 12? By the time the year is over, Ole Miss might be a top 10 college football playoff team. Alabama's going to probably be top six or seven. And uh, Georgia at the time would have been number one when they beat them. So you're going to take a, a team from the SEC that wins the SEC and beats three top 10 college football playoff teams. They're going to keep them out. 
And you're going to, like, that's the other thing. And I can't wait till they expand this thing to 12 and it becomes a lot more interesting. The bullshit with the four teams is, like, I'm watching this last night and one of the guys, Reese Davis, or one of the guys on the playoff show, were talking about it. And their argument was, well, I mean, Tennessee's in a great spot because, you know, uh, Ohio State has to play Michigan, so someone's got to lose. So they're just primed to jump right in there and climb into the top four. So basically, it's better to have lost to Georgia than to have beaten them is what you're telling me. That means your system is fucked. When you benefit more from losing a game than winning a game, your system is bullshit. And that system is clearly bullshit. Yep, Tennessee is going to hang around on the outside and wait for one of these teams to beat the other one. Well, they're both going to have one fucking loss. So uh, you mean to tell me if Michigan goes out and loses to the number two team in the country, they should be punished because of when they lost? That's always been the big issue with college football is when you lose. You can lose in week one, it's no problem. You lose in week 12, your season's over. It's complete bullshit. So you mean to tell me that a one-loss Tennessee would just automatically climb up because a now one-loss Ohio State or Michigan lost in the last game of the year? That's dumb. Who's a better team, Tennessee or Michigan? I'd probably go with Tennessee. I'd put Tennessee over them, more than likely. But if your logic is just, hey, who, you know, who lost and when they lost, it's a flawed logic and it stinks. But LSU, like the idea that it's just completely ridiculous to think that LSU would make the college football playoff if they went out and win the SEC, like to just write that off is very short-sighted and dumb is what it is. And I saw Reese Davis doing that yesterday. Uh, and he was like fighting these dudes over. Like he had a look on his face, like an angry, pissed off look on his face about it. Like, oh, Tennessee's in, they beat LSU. Big fucking deal. Alabama uh, lost to LSU in 2011, made the national championship game where they played LSU. Shit happens. It shouldn't be, a, it should be about your resume, who you've beaten, how good you actually are. Like, I don't think Tennessee, uh, like uh, TCU, I don't think TCU is worth a shit. TCU is going to survive in a crappy Big 12, and TCU is probably going to get in just based on the fact that they haven't lost yet. But if you look around the Big 12, tell me the Big 12's worth a shit, and it's not. But they're going to get in and kind of survive in that conference, and they're going to steal a spot from someone. Like, if you ask me, is TCU one of the four best teams in the country? I don't believe so. You can say that all day, but I don't buy it. I think I do think Tennessee is one of the four best teams in the country. I don't know that Michigan is one of the four best teams or Ohio State is. People love to blow Ohio State. Ohio State has played no one. Oh, they played Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's won a couple games lately. Great. I don't know that Ohio State's that good. Ohio State's had a couple of games late where they had to to, you know, they struggled to beat, what was it, Northwestern? They struggled to beat Indiana. I mean, they ended up beating them big, but that was a close game in the fourth quarter. I don't know how good Ohio State is. Maybe they're fantastic. I think Georgia's pretty fucking good. And the combination of who they've beaten mixed with how they look on the field, they look like a pretty damn good team. I think Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. I think Tennessee is one of the four best teams in the country at this point. But if you just look at criteria, you mean to tell me that everybody says the SEC is the toughest league in America and you go out and you win that conference championship while beating Ole Miss, who is, is going to be a top 10 college football playoff team in Alabama, and then Georgia, who's the number one team if you beat them at that time, and you're not in the college football playoff, that's a farce. I saw the, the little breakdown of what it would look like if there were a 12-team playoff right now. 
and these matchups would be great. You'd have home playoff games for teams. Like you got to stop pretending that college at the academics part of it matters. Fuck the academics. Who the hell cares? Right? No one gives a shit about academics. So uh, that was always the argument. Well, you know, they're kids and they got school and they, uh, you know, they don't want to overwork them. Bullshit. Put them out there on the fucking field. They're making million dollar NIL deals. Not all of them, but a good number of these guys are making money in some way. Stop with the bullshit about them being kids and play these fucking playoff games in December. Let's go. God, I'd love, like, I, I think the matchup would have been LSU versus Utah and Death Valley. That's 105,000 people in the stadium for that. That's more revenue for those schools. That's fucking incredible, and it's great television. But instead, we have to sit here and, 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 and argue over whether or not Tennessee should get in or LSU should get in. Like, when there's four teams, like, there's seven, eight deserving teams, nine teams, you can argue that. Put 12 teams in there and let's go. Let uh, you know, Put a, a, a division championship or a, rather a conference championship. Make that a benefit. And I think part of that was, the one I was reading today was, like the Power Six conferences, the conference champion from each gets an automatic bid. Good. It incentivizes you to win some damn football games. One thing basketball does well, like yesterday, and I don't watch a ton of college basketball, but college basketball rewards you for playing tougher opponents. Now, granted, everybody gets into the tournament now, but there's a benefit to playing tougher opponents. There's a benefit to going out and saying, all right, we're going to, you know, like last night, there was this tournament of champions or whatever it was called. You got Kentucky facing Michigan State, Duke facing Kansas. There's a benefit to those games happening. Even if you lose, you fucking played it, and that helps you. As opposed to college football where, hey, you'd like to schedule USC versus Oklahoma, but if you lose, you might be fucked. But that changes if you expand to 12, 16, or whatever number of teams they would expand to. Because they would also take at-larges. How would you gauge an at-large? Well, this team's 10-2, and but I mean, I'm going to bump them up to 8 in the college football playoff because look at what they did. They went on the road and played Oklahoma. They went on the road and played uh, uh, LSU. But uh, I was just really annoyed by that last night, watching this look that this Reese Davis, this weasel, had on his face about LSU. Again, they're not going to beat Georgia. But if they went out and do that, that's a pretty fucking monumental season they had. Oh, got blown out by Tennessee. Big fucking deal. Tennessee got blown out by Georgia, so they deserve to be in because they lost to Georgia? Bullshit. Look at them on paper. LSU's playing fucking phenomenal football right now. They're kicking ass. Am I a bit of a homer? Sure. Do I have a bit of a bias? Yes, but we all fucking do. Literally every human on the planet has a bias of some sort, so deal with it. We all have biases. I try not to let my biases completely overtake me, like I'm Twitter fanboy or local media schmo. But, I mean, we all have biases. That's who we are. So, all right, more to come.